0: And we are live. Welcome to the 15th episode of the Panenka View. I'm your host Supratim and joining me is my co-host for today, Prasad. How are you doing Prasad?
1: Yeah, all good. All excited for the episode.
0: Yeah, and also joining us our two friends Ajay who supports Liverpool, and Puneet who supports Manchester United. How are you doing guys? Excited for the derby on the weekend?
2: Yes. Yeah. Thanks for having
0: us. Yeah, yeah.
3: Thank, thank you, Supra, I hope you did not watch yesterday's United game.
2: <laughs> we'll we will talk all it. the
3: all the excitement has gone. <laughs> I hope you <laughs> watch Liverpool's
2: game at
0: least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, in a few moments, Arsenal play Karbak FC, and this is basically a dead rubber for Arsenal. They will obviously play the youngsters, and a few first teamers have just come back from the injury, but. Having said that, now let's discuss about the midweek games. The, the uh, Liverpool's incredible win versus Napoli in the Champions League, 1-0. A good goal by Salah, you know, taking Kole away completely and you know, destroying Rui in the process. And a shock loss for United at Valencia, 2-1. You know, great finish by Phil Jones. Uh, and uh, the first goal was scored by the striker Solar, I guess. And Rashford pulled one back, but it was too late for them. So let's start with Ajay. Let's talk about uh, uh, Liverpool versus Napoli. Ajay, tell me, uh, describe the performance of the uh, Liverpool performance. How did you feel?
2: Yeah, um, this was the biggest game of the season for us yet. We this was a season-defining match. We if we, <coughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It was very crucial for us to win this game because if we had lost, uh, it would have impacted our title challenge. Uh, even though I don't believe that we are going to win the chi- win the title, it, I feel it's very important to stick to City for as long as possible. So if we had dropped to Europa, that would not have been possible. We do not have their squad. Yeah. And knowing Klopp, he prioritizes Europa and he would not have rested players. Uh, coming to the game itself, uh, I was disappointed with the team that Klopp had selected. Uh, he went for the same midfield that lost all three away games. Uh, Milner, Henderson, and Ginny Wijnaldum never work together. Uh, I mean, they do work, but that's uh, that's a rarity. Uh, they lose more often than they win. Um, so I was very disappointed with that because it wasn't a brave selection. The brave selection would be uh, going for Fabinho, Kita, and Shakiri. Uh, but anyway, they proved me wrong. They performed very well. Uh, uh, first half, not so much, but the second half, yeah, they surely did. Uh, two, three players I'd like to focus on would be Salah, Virgil, and Alisson. Now, Salah's goal, my God, incredible goal.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: Kulibali was defending very well. He marks Salah out of the game pretty much all the times except that goal. Except and on a few more occasions in the second half, where he could create more chances for Mane and all. I think but, the left back was awful. Marquurui, he... Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> he couldn't deal with Salah at all. One of the, I think he was the worst player on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kuli Bali, though, man, immense, immense. Ten on ten performance from him. Just got turned so bad for the goal. Uh, he marks up uh, very well, but I think Ajay, Salah, rather than getting
3: turned, he's, I think he's allowed him to come on his right foot, which. He, he's not allowed per se, but he got he yeah, thought he, that he, was the he, preferred he, option yeah, of yeah. rather than cutting him on left or right. And then Salah, Salah that's a very, very good goal actually. And then uh, yeah. I think the mistake is uh, Ospina's.
0: Very similar to Messi's I goal think. versus Barcelona when he you know, dribbled past Botang for that famous goal. Boateng fell down. Obviously, Kupal, like, yeah. Kupal, uh, Kupal didn't uh, fall down for
2: uh, But uh, I, I actually thought that yeah, Ospina job. was trying to uh, block the cross and block the cut back. Right. To uh, that's what he thought. And I think, uh, since Salah never really uses his right foot, na, so uh, I think that uh, was his yeah, judgment. I think but,
3: Supra and uh, Prasad would have a better yeah, answer. Better, whether, better, or or Pina.
2: Pina.
3: <laughs> <laughs> whether was he trying to block the shot or was he actually trying to it block it? It went under
2: his legs. That's typical on. Yeah, he was, I, I think he was trying to block the cutback. Uh, I don't don't really blame him because Salah rarely uses his left foot his right foot Uh, Mm -hmm. but great goal, great placement and thanks to him we won the game Uh, Virgil van Dijk again, monstrous performance from him Uh, rivaled Kulebadi's performance actually both centre-backs extremely talented, extremely intelligent Mark Napoli out of the game plenty of good uh, positioning uh, didn't allow Napoli's forwards any clear-cut chances. That Allison save at the right at the end. That that moment was probably the scariest for me. And what a what a game! What a save! Uh, people people might say that the ball actually just you know it was straight at him, but I think it was more to him, more down to his intelligent positioning. Uh, If you look at the replay in slow-mo, he was very intelligent. He was quick to react and he covered most of the dangerous areas that the ball could have gone to. And for that goal, uh, there's another player who was suspect. uh, That was Lovren. He let Milic go past him very easily. Uh, He's a buffoon in defence, sadly. And United are actually going to be very lucky. Uh, He's going to start. Definitely has a hoodoo. Doll or something voodoo doll or something of Gomez and Matip
0: and
2: dropping like flies for him. Yeah, fuck me. Uh, Lukaku and Rashford can target him again, so good luck, Puneet. We all have a chance. <laughs> yeah, oh, <is> it? that Alison
0: <laughs> save has left everyone polarized. Like, most Leopold fans are defending Alison for the save, and the rival fans are like, it was a clear shot on target. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> yeah, polarized. Yeah, good, yeah.
3: good part about it is, I think he's made himself big, which is the which is the only thing a goalkeeper that's is expected. Goalkeeper to do, do, too, which is, yeah. He's done very well. You have to admit that. But yes,
2: Liverpool has certainly improved.
3: But yeah. I'm yeah. Which is the best save or not? That's highly. No, no,
2: it wasn't even the best save of the week. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Correct.
0: Yeah. I have a couple more questions regarding the game. One is that uh, about Van Dyke's tackle on Mertens. You know, it was a, uh, obviously Mertens won. Uh, sorry, Van Dyke won the ball clearly. He won the ball clearly. And the follow through hit Mertens on the leg. Now, I don't think it was malicious, but the tackle was hit with, in such force that it appeared that Morton's leg might snap, thankfully it didn't, and the referee gave a yellow card, which I think was fair. Uh, what do you think? Was it, uh, was it fair to give a yellow card or...? Definite dead?
2: yellow card. Definite yellow card. Uh, foot was high, start showing and make contact with the player. Definite yellow card. I didn't actually think it was a yellow card when I saw it in real time, but when they showed the replay, definite yellow card. People who are actually claiming for yeah. a red card for that tackle, come the fuck on. He he never really meant for you know to tackle the player. He went for the ball. He actually won the ball very cleanly. Just yeah. that in momentum took uh, took his foot well, took out the player. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Prasar, what are you, was it a red card or a yellow card?
1: Uh, I missed the game, but uh, you know there are two views on it. In real time, you feel you know that uh, he has won the ball, and there's no card. But there's definitely a card, and I think uh, then if Mertens is back on his feet, then it's a yellow card. Yeah. But yeah. if but but you know you have people hyping it around with uh, saying that the red card those are the ones that are going berserk berserk like you know just uh, waiting for. Van I to do something and uh, his name involved and then just go up after him because he's been putting good performances after performance and uh, yeah clear yellow card after the after you see the replay after yeah. you see the replay and you see the impact but he's won the ball there and there's no nothing uh, more you know to create an issue about it just move on yeah, they yeah. won the game there
0: people are obviously comparing it to Ramos's challenge Salah. Not even final. Not,
2: <laughs> Not <even> close. <laughs> Not even close. I, I don't. I don't personally think uh, Ramos was out to injure Sal or anything. That's just nonsense. That's just Liverpool fans being bitter, which is yeah. understandable. But yeah, uh, he's he's a nasty player. He's a very yeah. naughty player. He's a very dirty player. Pepe's protege. Come the fuck on. Ramos yeah, think, is a dirty and, player, and he constantly yeah. looks to injure players. So.
1: Yeah. And the reason that it happened in a final uh, you know and uh, at such a crucial point of time that really you know uh, if had it been any other team you know we they would have been going after Ramos for uh, months because you know that was like a that, that was like an end to the Champions League final there you could sense it so, sure,
2: yeah, sure. we were actually yeah. dominant, dominating the not really dominant, but we were definitely on top of it yeah, but anything
1: could have happened because you know, apparently they were down to those mistakes from carriers and uh, sure. even after that Mane equalized, and anything could have happened with Salah on the field, with the they end. go,
3: Prasad, but they they do keep on going behind Ramos, even now to the Liverpool supporters.
0: imagine <laughs> had hey, they won that game, oh, oh yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because you know, if you
1: yeah, but now back to back to our weekend and back yeah. to our review uh, games and so pro, uh
0: Yeah, and so one more question that, regarding uh, yeah. Ajay's now favorite player, Jordan Henderson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, now, now he had a decent game against Napoli. Whatever I saw of him, but the one thing that stri- that you know strike me out was the fact that. Uh, Jordan Henderson, well, he's a decent passer of the ball in and around the pitch, you know, giving a cross-field pass or near pass around the players uh, in close proximity, his position wasn't correct. <laughs> if you observe, Liverpool's fullbacks play high up the pitch. So they obviously expect Jordan Henderson to stay closer to the centre-backs and be a solution to a direct pass. Now, Jordan Henderson was between the lines. and if centre-backs try to pass to him, uh, Napoli's forward should have clearly intercepted the ball and Liverpool could have been in danger. So would it be risky to start Jordan Henderson against Manchester United or should Fabinho slot in because he's a good passer of the ball and he has the positional sense of a DM? Um,
2: correct on all those points, uh, but I would just say that uh, he's a coward on the ball. He doesn't really look for those incisive passes, he doesn't look to create attacks. Uh, his instincts always is to just pass the ball sideways most of the time even when he's not pressed pass the ball back to the other center back take the ball from one pass it to the full back etc wow. etc uh fabinho on the other hand he is the best is the best presser uh so far and he's intelligent is positionally very strong And he actually looks to initiate attacks for us, for the forwards, which is very good. He probably has the highest number of passes to our forwards. Henderson doesn't have that many, I think. I read the stats somewhere. Uh, So yeah, to answer your question, he definitely should start over Henderson, at least in that particular position. Henderson might play with him because this is a big game and Klopp usually plays Henderson in a big game. So if he does, advantage United. But my ideal perfo- my ideal midfield would be Fabinho, Keita and Shakiri. Those three midfield would definitely cause United a lot of problems. Do you yeah. think just one more thing to
3: add on on do yeah. you think uh, Napoli's bad midfield… actually I think I think Hampshire had a very poor game in my opinion. Even Allen for that matter they weren't able to control the three. I think that actually helped Henderson and Milner. And uh, Genie, I a lot to sort of, you know, have an impact. Other than that, had had Hamsik and Allen had a decent game, uh, then they, these three guys would have been in trouble.
2: Uh, I actually thought Allen kind of uh, had an impact in stopping our midfield. Okay. Uh, uh, but yeah, Hamsik definitely was invisible throughout, and mm-hmm. the front three were definitely one well, they were they didn't even see the ball much. Uh, so yeah.
0: I think Napoli missed, Joseino uh, big time, and that's the reason why they went for a midfield like Torera. People don't remember this, but Arsenal battled with Napoli for Torera's signature, and thankfully we won that game. We won that game. Don't you think, Pasad?
1: Absolutely. What a steal! <laughs>
0: and it's good the game. Liverpool's midfield was dominating Napoli. So Liverpool versus Napoli uh,
1: was like. I know we discussed in the preview uh, that Liverpool will be the favourites by a goal, by one goal, definitely. And then the result, when I woke up and I checked the result, that was absolutely the result that we were all expecting one goal. And who else, other than Salah, to, you know, uh, would take them through to the knockouts? And uh, talking about knockouts, another team reached knockouts. Yeah. Probably for their third or fourth time or fifth time any th- any time in their history, which the DVDs will be out soon, believe if you <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> and uh, a draw at New Camp and Supra predicted that very correctly that Messi will be benched for that game, and they'll play a friend side, seeing uh-huh. that it's a dead rubber for them. Uh, so do Spurs deserve the credit they are getting?
3: Uh, you can say, man, thirty seventy, man. I, I don't think so. The team, if you if you see Barcelona's lineup, I mean, it, it was genuinely not even a B team. It was a C team. There were there were two debutants, if I'm not wrong, and uh, and you know, Spurs had to win that game, and they were immensely helped by Inter's poor performance against PSV. One they? like like it, that, that's that's actually what has benefited them, and. And Barcelona seemingly had a had a had a couple of very good chances. Dembele himself. So it's good that they they are through. Uh, whether they should be celebrating as that much, I don't know. I had an argument. Today. I remember uh, one of my friends who's uh, uh, on Twitter with a handle name called Sir Jenkinson. I think y'all both must be knowing. Yeah. And I've yeah. met him a couple of times myself. So he has raised a point on Harry Kane's uh, tweet saying, you know, one of the best performances, and uh, glad that we could pull out a win. And everyone was like. Please check again, you'll have not won the game. <laughs> Just managed to draw it against a C team and against someone and you know, and you have been held by an Inter and everyone said and, and Pochettino's come out saying it was mission impossible, we made it possible and I mean I don't think so <laughs> it was that difficult a game as and as they have picked out. But the only good part is because it's per you see everyone and it's human nature, right? It's human nature to have to hold spurs or, or say even an everton or a Burnley the fact that Burnley could even qualify for Europa was treated as one of the best things in history the fact that Spurs are, have drawn at Nou camp I think is equivalent to that because they are not expected to do that well if they are they are not used to winning so many trophies and hence they are rated uh, under that horizon they are rated under that with that benchmark and for them it's good but it's still one one and it's still <laughs> Barcelona c team. History will yeah.
0: always say that. Yeah, the fact that they've advertised that their new stadium is the only place in London to watch the Champions League and had they gone <laughs> out of the group stage, they were having a disaster explains their celebrations. And the stadium isn't ready yet, so we don't know whether the Champions League will be played there. Oh, their... yeah.
1: yeah. I, uh, and they announced, United you know, game? and they, yeah. Yeah, they, the United game will be played at the Wembley. It yeah, yeah, was just, actually uh, supposed to happen in the new stadium. Yeah, yeah. So Supposed to be the first uh, game, yes. And if you look at Twitter, the supporters are infuriated that, you know, uh, they were promised the new stadium, but they still have to make their long trips to Wembley and nothing is in place. So we don't like to brag about it, but uh, a guy did that, like, you know, uh, in 2006, a successful move to a new stadium. Uh, stayed in charge, cleared of debts, spent 10 million pounds net <laughs> every time, qualified for the Champions League with Shamak, Bandner, Ebueh. And even though people might not rate them, whatever, they did that and that was considered mediocre and that was considered failure. I so, your, your I, will, I can uh, yeah. probably listen to a Spurs fan when their trophy cabinet is actually, actually has something, but we have done that. Long before, and we have played, we have beaten a prime Barcelona team with Xavi Iniesta Messi in their prime, correct? Yeah, with a side that you know was that was probably the youngest side, the average age was like so yeah, less. Yeah. And I think RVP was also there, right? Absolutely,
0: yeah.
1: RVP what Asha
2: win.
1: Uh, <laughs> 13 December 2009, by the way. that… Uh, was it? Goal at no no that that game was February that game I remember sixteen February two thousand and eleven but uh, thirteen December two thousand nine remind me of Arshavin's goal at oh. yeah no the two one game oh is it yeah. okay yeah
2: the two one game happened in twenty eleven if I'm not wrong no this is the two thousand
0: nine one when Arshavin scored
1: yeah and I just <laughs> scored tweeted in Arsenal uh you can check out on my Twitter mm. so like you know nine years ago thirteen December. So guys, back, Super, back yeah. to our, uh, you know, back to our big game, Liverpool versus United.
0: Yeah, yeah. Be- uh, before that, we have to discuss one more result. Valencia versus United, two one win for Valencia.
1: Supro, please stop eating
3: almonds in the morning, man. You remember too many things about United. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, let's start with Smith I mean, what the hell was that? You know, can you explain that to me? That was a game where he was supposed to, you know, stake a claim for the weekend's game, and you know, he disappointed again.
3: See, not not only Pogba, I think a lot of the players which Mourinho had put out were there because they wanted to stake a claim, not for Liverpool, but in general because he has dropped so many of them. There are pay, the the perks coming out. He's fallen out with the with the likes of Bai, the uh, Rojos, yeah, Everyone had a terrible game. Let me be very, very honest. Everyone had a terrible, terrible game. Um, I think Romero barely saved anything. Yeah. Uh, Jones, very poor. Pogba. I mean, there are there are some people who are saying that he almost wants to leave. But you have to play for the badge, man. I mean, it, it can't be this this thing. And it is good because the problem is so deep lying is the reason why the manager and the player are still not getting the the excessive amount of stick that they should. Uh, because everyone or every United supporter knows that the problem lies at the hierarchy. It lies from at Edward Ward at Glazers and and the system that they have built. And that is why people have to people have sort of not put the entire uh, burden of blame on Pogba and Mourinho. Uh, yeah. Very bad game for Pogba. Terrible miss. Um, he should have done a lot more. He, he had a couple of good. Um, so, so he. From 80 to uh, 90, 95, till the game, 93 till the game continued, he was very good. I think that is because eventually Rashford, Lingard and movement started happening. So, he is sort of cut off from the game if there is no movement and which yeah. Lukaku doesn't provide. Uh, Pereira is more of a central midfieldish or LM sort of a player. Uh, on the right we had Mata. Again, no movement. He will not run in channels. He will not run or run past players with the speed. So hence, I think that that what that negates Pogba's uh, ability or that, that negates Pogba's effect on games. So yeah, poor game overall. I think Rashford was the only blip, uh, only uh, good point, and yeah. Um, yeah, that's only that I would like to say.
0: Yeah, I think the result is highlighted even more because Young was defeated uh, Juventus. Had they not won their game, Correct. no one could have really that United lost.
3: Correct. So, okay. I I remember. So, yeah, yeah. I would also say it's, it's Jose's. Um, Shortcoming here because if had it been Sir Alex's side, you know, and I know it's not right currently to co- compare this side to him or compare any of the managers to him because of the state that we are in. But had it been any other manager, would I remember the Gibson, uh, the Cleverleys, the Rafael, the Fabios? These guys did not play every game. These guys, whenever they were given a chance, they used to just throttle and play at the best of their ability. And it would, it—you it, might come short. That's the point. You might come short. You might not be able to do it. But yeah. show heart, show desire, show that you actually belong to a club like United, a club, exactly. a club which has you know, built itself over the years. That is what is missing and that is what is really hurting the most, I think, to the yeah. supporters as well.
0: Yeah, right on the And even at Arsenal two years ago, when we were drawn with PSG in the Champions League and PSG were leading the table based on head-to-head and we had to go at Basel and win and we had to hope that PSG drew, drew at home to Ludogoric. You know, no, I am pretty sure no one even heard of that team over here except me and Faisal. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And we won at Basel, and PSG surprisingly drew at good. So, by on, by that result, we qualified as first in the Champions League. So yeah, you are right. Anything can happen on the last match day in the Champions League, and United should have taken
2: that game. Even Advantage, this. yeah, yeah.
3: The list so of opponents we are
2: facing now are. Yeah, is terrific yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, had actually scored in stoppage time. Uh, yeah. And Ronaldo, and that was disallowed because Ronaldo tried to claim it while being offside. while being oh, offside. God, is it? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. okay, okay. So you're okay. literally, I <laughs> mean, uh, It didn't... was written in the stars, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks, so for Ronaldo.
3: The
0: stars were drawn by Pogba and Marino, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You
2: need
0: to go, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, chalo now let's discuss the big game on the weekend. Liverpool versus Liverpool versus Manchester United, the North West derby. Graced by great managers in Bill Shankly, Bob Paisley, Sir Matt Busby, Sir Alex Ferguson, and last but not the least, Brendan Rodgers. Now, <laughs> let's discuss this game. Uh, let's Bro, start with budget. Ajay. Let's start with Ajay. Uh, as we discussed previously, Liverpool's back four is a bit shaky now. Since Trent Alexander-Arnold is a major dot for the game. Uh, Matip and Gomez are out. Uh, for a considerable number of weeks, obviously, Lovren should start this game. Robertson should start at left back, and maybe Milner will start at right back. What do you think the back four will be? And do you think Klopp will change to a four-two-three-one this game?
2: Uh, so far, his record in big games has always been four-three-three. About the defenders being injured, that is going to impact our defensive record this season. We've just considered six so far. Expect us to be leaky again. Not exactly leaky, but we are definitely considering a lot uh, over this festive period. This is not just about one game. Uh, It's going to be Lovren starting in all uh, all games in the next six weeks. It's going to be Lovren versus Arsenal, Lovren versus United, Lovren versus Man City, especially in Etihad. Uh, So
0: I'm feeling sorry for you, man.
2: He's but
3: supposedly he, the best defender in the world.
0: Any other centre-back from the academy who can fill Lovren's place? No. no he
2: no, won't not.
1: try him, is it? Ajay, <laughs> second favourite player after Henderson. <laughs> Day and Lovren.
2: Actually, <laughs> Adam Lalana too. He's a Muppet. Uh, anyway, about our backline, I, yeah. I think it might be uh, Nathaniel <coughs> Klein starting his first game. We don't know. We don't know what… Uh, what his injury is? He, he should be. He was at least back in training uh, last week, so he should be. Ideally, it would be Klein starting, but I don't know. Flop might pick Miller again. Miller started right back, was Bournemouth. So, I yeah, think. but he's played three. He we- he's yeah. played the entirety of the last three games. He might even got off because of cramps, so it, it might not be him. It might just be Klein again. So hmm. Klein, Lovren, Van Dyke, and Robertson. That's going to be our back line. I think he might start Henderson. He always does in big games. Fabinho yeah. and Keita. You know, Fabinho Demo. has played a few games at right back at Monaco. So. Even for Brazil, he's he started. has. But yeah.
3: Yeah. He started as a right back. Yeah,
2: right. yeah, but I don't think he's going to play. Klopp is going to use his talents at right back. If he starts, it's going to be at midfield. That's what yeah. I think.
0: I hope the young kid, Ren Arnold, plays because he's in my FPL team. <laughs> and, and yeah, he'll give it a good dimension to Liverpool. Yeah, so uh, about, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about team news now. Let's go to Puneet. Tell us about what's the Manchester United's? What's the
2: injuries for them. <laughs> and Roy, and
1: Supra, Puneet, before you begin, Roy Keane is going to be in the studios. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, expect uh, the discipline. The word discipline to be used a lot. <laughs> when you mentioned about Pogba. <laughs> on, and, and on, on yeah, so PL, back,
3: to Puneet, back to you on the line, yeah, yeah, So on the PL, uh, Roy Keane is coming. I mean, he, he's going to blast a lot of our players with discipline and 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 Instagram stories and what and what he thinks is social media and not what is what is not. Right. So um, I think this, so. I, I'm going to go ahead with the team because I think a lot of injuries are yet to come out. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, injury injury news is basically yet to come out. So, I think Young will start on right-back. He has a good record against Liverpool and Salah last year. I think uh, Smalling and Jones start. I know Jones has been terrible. I would want desperately for Bai to start. By the way, Bai is uh, is sort of a liability in games where there is space behind because he sort of ends up tackling the midfielder or tackling the first, uh, you know, the final uh, ball player. In this case, would be a lot of times would be Firmino or Shakiri if Shakiri starts. And Salah, Mane, whatever. So. I don't know whether I don't think so by will start. So I think Smalling and Jones will start by 50 50. Shaw definitely starts. De Gea starts uh, without a doubt. Uh, I think Matic and Herrera start. Uh, this is what the news is. Uh, Dalo is 50 50 uh, with respect to injury. So injury news is that for you. Uh, Valencia, even if he's fit, please don't play him. <laughs> Apart from that, I think uh, uh, I think Yuan Mata starts. I think Yuan Mata is extremely, extremely important in this game. Um, I don't think so. Lukaku will start, albeit he's fit. I think if Martial is fit, again we'll have to wait for the press conferences to come out for that. If Martial is fit, Martial starts. Rashford starts, and Lingard starts, and hence Mata is the most important player for me tomorrow or, or, or on Sunday, for that matter. Uh, so uh, I think Yuan Mata is going to define any kind of attack that uh, we are going to generate um, because he will have runners like. Um, like Rashford, Lingard, uh, and Martial, if he's fit to uh, you know pass the ball to, and all our first balls will have to go to him, and I think that would be the strategy that Marino would be trying to, to bypass Herrera's and Matiches and yeah. straight give it to Marta and Mata and look up and have runners, and especially as he said, Lovren is playing, and if Klein plays, I think that's even better because he'll be starting his first game, so that gives me a lot, lot of positive with respect to Liverpool defense. However, it is actually going to be a match of. United's terrible defense versus Liverpool's all guns blazing attack. So it is going to be that. And Matic and Herrera are extremely, extremely key. And hence, even Lingard is because he'll have to track back a lot. And the only guys I think who will not track back is I think Mata and perhaps Martial. And even Rashford would, would, he would ask uh, them to track back. And it it, it is going to be a counter attacking setup by Mourinho. It is not, Mm -hmm. and he's going to have six, seven, eight, nine men. Behind the ball, almost all the time, whenever Liverpool have, you can call it a bus, you can call it a double decker, you can call it or anything that you want, man. You can call it a crane, but it is coming. It is coming. That's 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 the only way I think we can gain anything from the game as well. And he would try to do that.
0: Yeah, because you mentioned Park the bus. And I remember tactically, two Liverpool was Manchester United games under Jose that you know defined the rivalry. The first one was at Anfield in this right. first season, where Jose surprised a lot of people by going with the counter pressing. You yeah, applying Leo Jurgen Klopp's tactic on him on himself, and it was a little, little yeah, draw. Yeah. And I remember Coutinho hating that shot, and David again with that fantastic save. Yeah. Monday night
2: football.
0: Yeah. Hey, it was a Monday night football. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 In the second half, he implemented that tactic. I remember that game very vividly. And the second, yeah. the second game I was, going to, go, was I'm going to mention is the this this year, which happened at Old Trafford. Two one to Manchester United. United went with really? a long ball tactic. Yeah. Lockdown yeah. Down Rashford, Rashford, Rashford. coming inside finishing in the bottom right corner. So you know the but the basic common uh, I wouldn't say the difference the common ground on both those performances where that Manchester United were very confident with their ability true, true, true. and everything, and Manchester United a bit down. Yeah. So what do you think will be a tactic from Jose this season with, with this, with, for this game? Whether he will go for a park the bus, his biggest strength apparently, uh, or whether he will you know. Take something, take a leaf out of out of the book from the past and implement any of those tactics.
3: I think that's a very good point, Supra, you have raised. Because I think now that you have raised, I think he could actually start with Falaini instead of uh, you know either of Marshall or uh, Rashford and play Falaini as the guy who wins the headers and gives it. Because if Lawren is playing or if Klein is playing, Fellaini would then be deployed on that side to you know win headers and the goal. I think both goals last year at Old Trafford were were in a way where Lukaku won the ball and Rashford was able to run behind uh, Alexander Arnold, so that that is going to be the case. He's going to park the bus, man. I, there is no no doubt about it. If it even if he tries to counter press, I think we don't have the players to do it mm. with Herrera and Matich as well. The only positive that I I can see out of the game is now Matich is rested. I hope he has a good game again. He had a decent game against Fulham, but I hope he has a good defensive game because. I don't trust my centre-backs. I don't trust United centre-backs at all. So, he has to play out of his skin to have, for us to have a decent defensive game. Smalling and Jones, I do believe they are going to start because Lindelof is not fit. So, it, he is going to be a very important pivot behind. And Herrera's legs are hence uh, extremely important. And then it becomes literally Mata, Rashford, Marshall and Lingard's job to do anything and everything that is possible Ahead in in the Liverpool's half, I don't think so. Anyone else? Or and Herrera will Herrera would actually sit back and try and look to link up with these guys. But other than that, it's going to be seventy percent possession to Liverpool.
0: Basically, denying the space for Liverpool to exploit.
3: Correct, <laughs> correct. Which is going to be a lot. So because they they even they rely and you know what we'll have to be. And I've seen a couple of Liverpool games, and I think we have to be more um, sort of wary of their counter attacks on on the set pieces that we take on the corners the uh, when we are actually attacking with all force because that is where we'll be most vulnerable to um, rather than you know when we have the ball because at that time we i'm hoping he'll he'll have a very compact uh, and even when liverpool have have the ball we'll be very very compact and we'll not lose our shape predominantly but uh, when we are on corners when we are on set pieces i think that is they can hit us on uh, the breaks very very quickly
0: yeah and I have this one more question which I wanted to ask both of the guys and I'll go with Ajay first. Uh, you know, Liverpool obviously were the dominant side in the 70, in the late 70s and in the late 80s and 90s, where they basically won everything from European Cups to the first division and the domestic cups, and then they couldn't sustain the success when the Premier League was founded. And Manchester United under Ferguson, when after the initial rebuilding and everything, they became this global juggernaut where they won title after title, they, they won Champions Leagues, they created players. Like Eric Cantona, Roy Keane, you know, and he basically made this Manchester United such a global brand. And after that cycle finished, Leopold had a brilliant manager in Jurgen Klopp, you know, who completely changed the way Leopold played, brought this belief in, in, instilled this belief in them that they can challenge for the major honours and brought a lot of hope back to Anfield. So do you think that the rivalry has now this change, change in power, balance in power, as we say now, because I've heard this a lot with Arsenal and Tottenham has the balance shifted to Tottenham, has the balance shifted to this and I'm like, what the hell? Those cocksuckers, what did they brag about? They haven't won squat. The last time they won the league was when Churchill was alive, when Jawaharlal Nehru was alive, when Indira Ghani was still Indira Nehru. That, that, that was the last time they won the league and they talk about balance of power. But anyway, coming, to the, coming back to my original question, do you think the balance of power has shifted towards Liverpool in this rivalry? Uh,
2: and- Okay, uh, we are currently a better team than United, uh, yeah. but the power has shifted. I, I wouldn't go that far to say that the power has shifted or anything. <laughs> United, has, United are still a very uh, global club, uh, they still demand a lot of respect in Europe and players who still play want to play for United. Uh, right. Liverpool were in the gutter uh, for the most part in the last 10-15 years. Um, I don't think the balance of power has shifted as such, but we are definitely the better team. We are performing better. We have been consistent ever since Klopp joined Liverpool. Uh, And I see that continuing till Klopp stays here. I see us being better than United at least in the next five years. Uh, Yeah, that's still a very... that's me reaching out, but I believe with Klopp, considering his record with the players that he buys considering his coaching uh, i think we will be ahead of united uh, let's see how this goes yeah
0: yeah i think one more thing which is you know hasn't been discussed in english football is the fact that under and Club, liverpool have created this bespoke way of playing football where players are not bought based on their name or their talent but they are bought basically for the fact that the way liverpool play like for example now if Leopold have bought a player in Allison because uh, Leopold want to play out of the back. That's Jurgen club's philosophy. So they bought a keeper that is comfortable to play out of the back, and that has you know transferred to the other clubs in Arsenal, Manchester City, and so forth. And now uh, I'll like to ask the same question to Puneet. Do you think the balance of power has shifted towards Liverpool or do they have to win a major honour, say the Premier League or the Champions League, to earn that respect and say that, hey, maybe, yeah, they are going a bit front. we have to push our level. See, the, the good p- positive part about Liverpool, you have to admit,
3: is that they have actually filled the gaps exactly where they wanted to, isn't? even if the money that has been required, continuous $144 million has been spent, I think, the most idealistic way they would have wanted to, Alisson and Van Dyke. and everyone does agree to it. and. Boy, they have they had an effect. Both games. Van Dyke, I think, is currently in. As we said, I think we discussed this last time. Two, top three defenders um, in the world. I, I, might, I might say, not only Premier League for that matter. And th- that's a very good way to go because you know where you are not good at, it and you've actually ended up, even though paying a lot, but you still managed to fill that gap. And you now start expecting. They, they're going in the right direction. Whether they have surpassed United? United no. Whether they have. Uh, whether they are a more global brand than united no whether they are whether the balance of power has shifted it's tilted i will use that word. it's tilted it's it's made everyone at united shake shaken and, and you know what city has tilted it's tilted as city city in fact i would even even say they are building a massive uh, team they can actually have a juggernaut like you said for, for the next 10 years and that's that's how good the work at city, at city is going and and from whatever i read from whatever i understand about their academy and everything like that they're they are building something which is which is going to last for years and like you know it's going to be it's become it's try, they're trying to build a legacy liverpool on the other hand in the last 3 years have built well they haven't won and i would like to say that that is where they should definitely concentrate on go win the fa cup go win the um, even the europa i think that was a disappointment go win uh, the Carabao go win the, um, a- any other trophy that you can in, in your recent. They were extremely unlucky last time. They should have won but for Karayas and Salah's injury. But they have to win. Until they win, people won't consider. Because you see the media and everyone now building the hype around them. Everyone wanting Liverpool to win. I think it was exactly the same when Gerard and Suarez were playing. But I don't think that's translated into trophies. And until that happens, it will only remain as... A hoopla. It will only remain as something as a as a talent or as an ability which could not fulfil itself, which is which is for there, which is for everyone to see. They are the only ones who are going to challenge Man City. No doubt about it. Yeah. If if Man City stumble, only Liverpool can um, come close to them. That, that even that that is no doubt about it. But they have to remain very very strong. And I don't know. I I this is my opinion, and um, I would like Ajay and even Prasad and Supro to build on this. I think if Liverpool come out of the UCL earlier i think they are better placed and if if they want to win the win the premier league I, I, this is my genuine opinion because i don't think so a premier league squad barring city is currently capable and i mean squad like 24 25 set of players barring city is, is capable of handling the cl and premier league both and winning both if they do that it's going to be a tremendous achievement i think it will it will be almost if not surpassing it will be close to the treble that United and won in 1999 because it's become tougher to win the league now. You can see there have been so, diff- so many different champions throughout the last four, five, six years.
0: Yeah, yeah. I had the same discussion with Ajay and he disagree- disagreed to it because he thinks that Liverpool revel in competitions like the Champions League, the big nights where they have to perform in front of a jam-packed field crowd who are always loud on such occasions. So
2: Ajay,
3: uh, do you think the motivation is going to be an issue if, if you have to win with the league?
2: i think the motivation is there. Uh, i think the motivation is there but the problem like you rightly said is city uh, look at us uh, we've uh, only three teams have started better than us in the history of english football uh, and we are just one point ahead yeah just two <laughs> oh, that's, that's that's that just that says yeah. Yeah, that says more about city and than liverpool yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so like you said city it's just very liverpool of uh, of the entire scenario that when we are this <laughs> good uh, there's someone so good
3: uh, I, it, I must appreciate you are yeah. one of the very mellowed and you know uh, taking <laughs> it slow kind of a liverpool fan yeah man. i yeah, supro will know even more yeah. we have seen liverpool fans who are all over the place and everyone would be like
2: uh, right you are very yeah yeah <laughs> i i criticize liverpool i have criticized liverpool in almost one of, every year uh, before Klopp. I've criticised Liverpool even in the you know, 13-14 season. I, it is what it is. You can't really the, yeah, date anything and label it as what? I don't know. You just can't praise team when they are not worthy of it. You can't just True. you can't just say positive stuff about your team. You Like, for example, you can't say anything about United... Right now, currently,
3: yeah, to... yeah, 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 very few positives so, to come out.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: Actually, what would be Prasad's or even Supro can go yeah. after this thing? Prasad, what do you think about the game in general? Because you are, you are, you are, you are going to love the game because you're viewing it as a non-Supro.
0: Yeah,
1: So, on the question that we are discussing, uh, Liverpool have the better team. Uh, about power shift, you know, as a fan who started supporting the club when they were going through a trophy drought. I think trophies matter and uh, until and unless you don't have them, people don't recognise. I think the football world doesn't recognise. And uh, I think, you know, uh, just a gut feeling that Liverpool should target the league. Uh, the you know Premier League, uh, winning the Premier League uh, will be, you know, like a statement. Uh, then more than the Champions League, which is unpredictable and, you know, uh, can anything can happen there. And uh, seeing that they are on top, and you know we've seen some holes in the City side, and uh, you know whatever depth and whatever uh, money they can put in, I still think that Liverpool might have a chance. Not because Ajay is saying they won't win the league, and you know City uh, are favourite, but I somehow feel somehow there is something about this uh, Liverpool side if. I hope they don't bottle this time because, you know, uh, their squad uh, depth is very good and uh, you know, they've been, uh, uh, you know, uh, that there's that feeling that, you know, Liverpool play three points done, three points in the back. There's no uh, way, you know, uh, I, I can't see a way to stop them. And you know, Chelsea beat City, which means that Liverpool are on top and going into Sunday's game, you know, they will have that in the back of their mind because City play Everton and uh, which probably will be a you city win, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until the Merseyside neighbours, you know, uh, uh, do a favour to Liverpool. But yes, uh, the you know there is a tilt. Liverpool are a better side, a side that is going in the right direction, and they have a coach, you know, who symbolises that on the field. Obviously, after being fined joke's apart. But yes, there is that. Uh, uh, there there are those players right from the uh, you know. Uh, Back line to front that you know uh, want to win, and there is that uh, spirit in them. I see which I see, so they definitely the power has tilted, not shifted, until they win. Which after which they will get the recognition they truly deserve if they win, and that's that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I,
2: think, I think Liverpool might be the club version of what Cruyff's Dutch team were excellent uh, team skillful, but they couldn't win many international trophies. I think it was in the 80s. I don't really remember the years, but could be them. Yeah,
1: and, yeah. 1980s, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, and yeah. under Klopp, we've already reached three finals.
0: Yeah.
2: We reached three finals, lost one on penalties, Uh, beaten very fair and square by Sevilla and Carriers. Yeah, and... Point is, yeah, we we have done well. We have progressed each season under Klopp and yeah, it is high time that we win something. Uh, I am focusing only on the league and the Champions League. I am really not concerned with Capital One Cup. Caraba, whatever you call it and the FA yeah. Cup. I don't really care about them. Uh, league and the Champions League, that's what, that's what matters.
0: Yeah. As you know, there was a time when Ajay was so negative about Liverpool and I had to cheer him up with Saying something positive about them, and now look at him breathing with positivity. I, <laughs> have I to
2: am not not with positivity. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that uh, yeah. we we are good. I don't think we are that good to win the league or the CL, not yet anywhere. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not,
0: I also I think that Liverpool could do with the domestic cup. You know, that will kickstart their hunger and their desire to. I don't. I'm not saying that yeah. they don't have that right now, but they will get mm. that. What's the word I'm looking for? They'll get that feeling of winning one trophy and they'll smell one and they'll know that yeah, yeah, okay, this is how it feels to win one trophy. Now we can go for the major honours.
3: Once you taste it, I think it's you wouldn't want to let it go. That's true. That's a very
0: good point. So what are the final predictions? The score? The score line for the derby? Each one of (laughs) you?
3: Prasad, do you want to go 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 first at this? So i
1: would like Ajay to go first. I want to uh, you know uh, weigh weigh in on all the uh, all of your predictions and you know then I want to just make up some some intuition that I had today. So okay, if I Okay, uh, Ajay, I'll go first. You know uh, I had an intuition that you know Van Dyke scores uh, on Sunday, and uh, it will be a two-one for Liverpool,
2: okay. a two-one
1: win. Uh, oh. and wandike continue iske liye kyunki fpl mein liya hai FPL, so that's not an intuition anymore <laughs>
2: so, so you and I- <laughs> Jose is united two past Jose's bus mm, if if we actually win chinese oh. from me okay
3: <laughs> yeah no, uh, uh, brighton scored three man
2: ajay
3: we uh, want to be more uh, uh,
2: uh, <laughs> come on united are a whole new animal in front of Liverpool, they've mm-hmm. always shown that.
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm sure you have more confidence right now than 80 to 90 percent of United supporters. And believe me, I'm. I'm this is not even a, hypo, a hypothetical number. I'm sure of this number. 90 percent of United supporters aren't as confident as you are. Yeah,
0: you know, I, Pudeep, I, I believe it also. I mean. United fans were saying the same thing when they were about to face Arsenal, and they were like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. "Lose this game, you are the favorite." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, you go through 2-2, so you know anything can happen in football. Uh, that's okay. true. That's true, yeah. That's oh, true. Yeah. And so let's talk about after versus Southampton or Southampton versus Arsenal which will be held at... No, uh, Ajay was giving
3: his predict- prediction, Yeah,
2: right? yeah, yeah. Tell us, Sorry. Go on. Uh, thank you, Puneet. Uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be a 1-1 draw. Okay. I, I think United will do well to not let us create many chances. But uh, I think we'll somehow score one because we al- almost always score. and. Considering that Lovren and somebody new is going to play at right, I think they're I think they are going to be targeted and United will score one as well. So, yeah, it's going to be a 1-1 draw. Puneet, what do you think? <laughs>
3: I wanted to say one one, one. I'm, I'm uh, I, I do think we'll end up drawing. I am very unconfident but I do think we'll end up drawing. Uh, I think Milner will score. Uh, he, scored, yeah, he has a knack of scoring those important goals. And I also think Rashford will score. Um, yes, yes one-one, so but I think uh, I genuinely hope we win that, win this game two-one with a very dirty, useless. Last minute or like I think Jose, minute Jose running
1: over to the you know supporters <laughs> and uh, with the uh, fist chest bump and yeah, the they, that the way he did it in 2013 14. Exactly. I, still yes,
3: I, I still, I still hope we win that game like this man because that's cl- and and believe me because I think that we need a glimmer of hope to come even fourth man even now because <laughs> we are in terrible, terrible state and if we don't get wins like this, I think we the season is might might as well. Jose should start packing his bags and even a lot of the players should start thinking about joining someone in January. Because it's, it's otherwise, it's done. The gap will become too big. It, we are just going to close. And it's better we turn up for such games. You don't need motivation for such games. You don't need someone to come and yeah. tell it in your ear. Get up, play it to the best of your abilities. Jose should define his team tactically very, very sound. He should be ready to face all kind of… Attacking provisions that Klopp is going to bring in the likes of Shakiri, the Salas, the Manes, who are going to run through channels. How to tackle Salah now, who's come centrally. How to use Mata very, very smartly to you know uh, throw Marshall and Rashford ahead. So these are going to be some tactical um, battles. yeah, battles that we are going to see. Um, sincerely hope to one <laughs> uh, again, but I think it's going to be one-one myself.
0: You never know, you Manchester United can do what Chelsea and win the Champions League.
3: <laughs> oh my word, my yeah. word. That's not Super happening, team. man.
0: <laughs> okay. Subro,
3: I was talking to Prithvi the other day and, and I remember Chelsea had a good team. They did not have a bad team, believe me. We yeah. have a bad team. We have a terrible team. We have a terrible defence. That's not I'm going to… And you could see that, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, y'all we were through yeah. through uh, the byes in the small Even though they had a good game, y'all were through that back line very, very easily.
0: Yeah, I think their spirit got them through.
3: Chelsea yeah, fight. very true. Very
0: true. They had a brilliant spirit. Yeah. So, yeah, I was going to ask Prasad about his thoughts. for the the Arsenal game. Our back three at the moment. We only have Koscielny as the fifth and the back. What's his name? It's Mustafi. He's in and suspended. Okay. Mustafi and Socrates are out. Yeah, suspended.
1: Yeah. Oh, Socrates is also out, is it Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Both had their fifth yellow card, apparently. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: The Bro- in Montreal and standard center so, what do you think will be the lineup? And what do you think will be
1: the. Ma- is Mauro Panos uh, back from injury? No. No. A groin injury. Groin. Yeah, so Kosheli starts tonight, if I'm not yeah. wrong. And, uh, yeah, Karabar, yeah. And you know, uh, I've just seen the lineup Saka, the youth player, is starting today. Ah, and apparently, yeah. I have my other group going berserk saying that who is Saka? Have they misprinted Zaka as Saka? <laughs> and I'm yet to see that. So yeah, uh, on quickly on the back line, you know, uh, Steiner starts for me, and uh, I think he will go with a back three, and he will go with wing backs in Ballerin and Colasynaj, because ideally that uh, back three will be of I think Koscielny, Mon- Lichtensteiner, and Monreal, and uh, then we have you know Ballerin, Colasynaj, and we have Torera Zaka, and then the front three, which is probably, you know, Aubameyang, uh, Lacazette and Evo Yeah. Uh, but Yeah, I know, you know, or he might just go with a 3-5-2 again. 3-5-2 again to, you know, accommodate Mikitarian and, uh, you know, to play Lacazette and Yang up front. But uh, this is one game where, you know, we just have to deal, make sure that, you know, we have it, you know, uh, uh, compact in the defence, which is a very hypothetical word at the uh, moment saying compact. But, yes, seeing the injuries and seeing the suspensions, I think three five two or three four three three five two ideally. Because yeah, and Ozil are starting today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Ozil starts. Yeah, Ozil After starts.
3: So,
0: yeah.
1: Ozil starts, and I don't know. I think, uh, you know, uh, Ozil, I don't know about the weekend, but uh, for me, Ozil on the bench at the weekend because Southampton is a place where we go and, you know, they… Deny us spaces and you know you need that tenacity in the squad, which uh you know Torera and Zaka will bring, Torera mm-hmm. will bring basically. So yeah.
0: Our That's, record isn't that at Southampton got promoted.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I still remember the 15-16 uh season. Uh you know, good high on confidence and going there losing four-nil. Yeah. A bit later. 60-30. Uh, yeah. Go, going there and losing four nil. At once, you know, turning up, playing a very good game here and then going there and suddenly losing 4-0, then coming back, that was the times when you didn't know what which team will show up, you know, like, you know, we weren't sure which team will show up. But yeah, with Emery, we know we have a plan A, we have a plan B and uh, that's pretty much for relaxing and comforting as a fan, you know, to know that, you know, you have a plan now and if that doesn't work, you have another plan. Yeah, or you have something lucky. down your sleeves, and you know so you don't wait until seventy or uh, seventy-five. But you know the changes are there at half time and the changes are there whenever they, whenever he feels that it might be the time to happen. Yeah. So yes, you don't
3: know how lucky you are when you know how, 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 what a plan A and plan B from her team yeah, is. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> you know because for two seasons we were uh, like with our heads in our hands and uh, no, don't don't know what to do. Absolutely wanting the to skip the weekends. To absolutely <laughs> skip the weekends. And the whiskey sales were high. And the beer <laughs> sales were high. And, uh, you know, uh, the fact that you don't have a plan going into games was so hurtful. And uh, this is like a breath of fresh air, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. People, people people, might go out. Uh, people went uh, out on me. I, you know, I was on a show on the Star Sports where I actually, you know, uh, criticized Arsene for not signing a D- DM in the 15, 14, 15 season, and uh, there were uh, messages saying uh, you should have backed the manager. I said I back him where do, but you have to criticize him where, you know, there are like there are very lacks certain things, and that was the key signing of a DM. And you can see how Torreira's signing has, you know, lifted the spirits and lifted the. You know, made the team balance so good, yeah. And that's a very, very big positive. I mean, thirty million is a steal. Uh, and you know, uh, pay them twenty million more, and you know, you know, send uh, one of the players from here who you don't need. Send it to send them send that player to Sampdoria. Just give them what they want. Return gift. <laughs>
0: Exactly, and South I've hired a new manager as well, so I will be hoping that the players will look at yeah, And
1: Yeah,
3: the Austrian jo, Jürgen Klopp is called. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, you know, exciting times, good. exciting times for the Premier League. You know, where the clubs are very good. Manager. Yeah, exciting times. You have these managers. The clubs are now focused on you know some long-term goals and uh, uh, rather than just surviving the league. So, so I, I, I hope you know, I'm waiting, I'm eager to see how the new manager you know pans out for Southampton. Yeah, yeah,
0: And the other games are uh, Manchester City versus Everton at the Athiyad and Tottenham versus Burnley at Wembley, which I think Tottenham should win comfortably because Burnley are in such a precarious position in the league <laughs> in, in the relegation zone. I'm so surprised really by the performances mm-hmm. and Manchester City play Everton, Everton coming out of. A good, a, a, a decent draw against Watford. Uh, they, Lucas Zigny got the goal, free kick goal, the last minute. Great goal, by the way. And mm-hmm. Manchester City obviously coming out of that loss against Chelsea and they won against Hoffenheim last night. So, Ajay, do you think Everton will pull off a result or will they bend over?
2: They're going to get trashed. Uh, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> <gonna> get trashed. <laughs> One liner. For, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, so, uh, the, <laughs> I mean, remember what I said when Southampton were at Etihad? They were recording another episode only. Yeah, they yeah, won six correct. One, they won six one, and it's yeah. going to be a similar situation for them again. They're going to easily beat Everton. They're useless, yeah. man.
1: <laughs> and you know, Supro, considering the fact that you know Pep Guardiola just lost a game, mm. uh, in the Premier League, uh, he's going to be like that. Uh, you know, uh, animal that yeah. wounded tiger, and he's. Going to just go all out on the next opponent, and they better be you know uh, ready for it. They better be ready because he's going to go out. For, but you know, uh, surprisingly, uh, City, Everton, United, Liverpool. Uh, if Everton do manage to pull out, which I don't think, which I really don't think, and it will be nothing short of a drubbing for Everton. <laughs> but it's it's going to be an exciting weekend, um, and you know, uh, considering the fact that we have united Liverpool so late in the, um, you know, the, the perfect way to end the weekend on a Sunday, rather than, you know, having all the games on Saturday and having absolutely nothing to do on a Sunday.
0: True, true, so true. Uh,
2: I actually think United versus Liverpool will be a boring game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boring.
1: But, you know, Ajay, whatever it is, you know, make sure you guys uh, uh, turn up on Sunday as well for the Review. extra podcast, the extra episode, you know. Because uh, we on Sunday, we'll be doing for the very first time something called as the Panenka View Extra thing, which okay. is actually, you know, not uh, included in the episode, which will just be on YouTube. So this will this will be like you know an immediate post-match reaction to whatever happened, and uh, you know when we have just watched the game for ninety minutes, everything is so fresh, and we are just coming out here and pouring our thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Something that you know we plan to do in more in the future.
0: Brilliant man, brilliant. Great, great idea, great initiative. Yeah. So yeah, we are done with all the games, uh, do subscribe us to the channel, do follow us on Twitter, do follow us on Instagram, do follow us the guys, yeah, I have posted all the Twitter links on, in the description, we, we post really good football content and I think you will like us. So yeah, that's yeah, it On this episode on the Parenka, we put yeah. our heart out, dis- reviewing and improving the games, we discussed the uh, Leopold vs Napoli, we discussed the uh, Valencia vs United, wink wink, uh-huh. and yeah, we played the big game on the weekend. So I hope, yeah, yeah. One more game. Chelsea vs Brighton. I think another routine win for Chelsea. We completely forgot about it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> uh, Brighton away.
0: Brighton away. I think another routine win for Chelsea, and hopefully Morata misses two, three goals. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely useless striker. <laughs> so yeah, that's that, and yeah, good night, everybody. I we. Good, good night. Thanks.
1: You know, Super. One minute before you yeah, before we before we go, and now that you have mentioned Morata, you know you can, we can close the episode, but. You know, there's a very famous saying for Morata, if you have heard, you know, apparently all of us can hold our shit longer than <laughs> Morata can hold the ball. And on that note, I can, you know, happily sign out and laugh my ass off. Shahlau. <laughs> <laughs> Good night.
0: Thank you. Night. Bye. bye everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye bye.